1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you with another Mike Tomlin press conference. Yeah, that's right. The last one was 12 hours ago, um, and but it's right on to week 18. Uh, first of all, it's weird to have to move on to the next week, the very next morning. The second thing that's really weird is saying week 18. Yeah, it's going to take me a while to get used to that. Um, but Hey, here it is. The Steelers have one more game left on, on the season. They are traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens on Sunday, um, at a one o'clock kickoff, which is the time God intended NFL football to be played in my opinion. <laughs> now I, I always like to say that, that, uh, there's just something about those one o'clock games, especially when you attend them. It's, it's just something special about it. But anyway, um, coach Tomlin. Wow. For having a, press conference last night, which uh, if you didn't check that out, I actually did the the podcast for that one as well, because I switched places with Michael Beck for the night um, where he uh, helped out on the post game show. Uh-huh. And, uh, so that one's there. There's a lot more stuff today. I was, I'm like, ah, he, he talked last night. Coach Tomlin won't say a lot, man. I think I took more notes on this press conference than any other one. This season Um, it was pretty close. So we might as well dive in so we can try to get through this. Um, Coach Tomlin, he talked about being happy for the guys, for the players um, to maintain focus and get the win uh, the way they did on Monday night know it's you know you keep that monday night home street going you keep the a lot of different things going uh but those aren't things that coach tomlin was really talking about because he said about those things they're uh the ultimate goal is you know competing for world championships and that's just hardware you collect along the way he said that several times throughout the press conference but uh the Steelers maintain their focus in order to, to win that game. Um, he appreciated the fans and the atmosphere created at Heinz field for that special event to send off Ben Rovelsberger, um, from the home venue. Um, he said it, it, it was unlike anything he's seen in the regular season. Um, he said, and for him, coach Thompson, it was just awesome to be a part of it. Uh, everything going on with, uh, with the atmosphere and the send off and everything for, for Ben, it was just great to be there. Uh, He did outline some injuries, but he just did. He said that there's not really any new info from what he had, which makes sense that they're still evaluating, you know, how things respond. Usually you have a day off and then, and then the players come in and you're still getting evaluated to see how things respond. Um, In in case I've, I've never played at an NFL game, and I'm sure probably everyone listening to this podcast Maybe not, but most likely, everyone listening to this podcast has never played in an NFL game. I can imagine for everybody that played in that game, something hurts today. (laughs) So you know, it it is what it is. Um, But he did specifically mention Dan Moore Jr. with an ankle. I'm I don't know that there was something that that caused him. I'm pretty sure he didn't lose any time or any snaps during, during the game. Cause no, he played all 81 snaps. So that was something new that came up and was probably something that he's dealing with. We'll we'll see how that responds moving forward um, as the Steelers get ready to practice tomorrow already. Wow. Um, the uh, Trey Turner with the knee, he exited the game early. I'm wondering more, you know, the knee up for Turner is something that keeps popping up and keeps popping up. Sometimes you almost have to wonder, you know, do you just get to a point where you're like, yeah, you've played a lot of snaps. I mean, he played 67 snaps, which you're like, wow, there were, how many times did the Steelers not have that many offensive snaps? They had 81 offensive snaps this, uh, this week. So, you know, there was 15 snaps that he missed there uh, towards the end. The other person that he mentioned was that was also new was uh, Terrell Edmonds is dealing with a groin injury. Yes, another groin injury for the Steelers. We'll just see what that is. If that was something that was serious, Um, a small minor ailment. We don't know until we really dive into the injury report this coming week because Coach Tomlin himself doesn't know for sure. But, hey, he he probably just mentioned anybody that could show up on the report. He also talked about, you know, there's a lot of guys that missed this week, whether it was due to injury. Um, even someone like Kendrick Green, who was dressed, because well, you, you need to dress eight linemen anyway, and they didn't have another one. So he was dressed but did not play in the game um guys that missed due to injury or guys that missed due to COVID. Uh, all those guys will have an opportunity to to get back and get some um practice in and get back on the field. Um that he, he talked about from the game with the with neutralizing the run of Cleveland that, you know, he said it last night, said it again today. Put them behind the sticks. You know, put them in situations where they couldn't just lean on their run game constantly. Um, in other words, he he didn't say this, but man, the Steelers made some great plays on first down. They really did make some great plays on defense on first down. I mean, I'm thinking of the number of times that the Browns went to run the ball and they had negative yardage on first down. That's that's big to do it there because then you just put a team off schedule. Um, that that he, that. Um, Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember exactly what he was saying. I'm like, the front, what does he mean? He meant the offensive front. He called him the front, meaning the offensive lineman. Um, and and the Steelers running back battled on offense. That's where he gave the credit. You know, the guys up front and the runner, they just, they just battled hard. And uh, there was more about that, especially with the runner uh, to come later. Um, and he said specifically about that, we'll dive into it right now, that Najee Harris, got better as the game went on. And, you know, that's kind of like what you want to see from a power running back like that. And then he dove into the Ravens. He's like, it's Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. It, that, that's what it is. It's to be excited about. That they'll be going into a hostile environment and to talk about bringing out the best in them. He did talk about them going on the road and their struggles later on. So we'll, we'll circle back to that. Um, he says that Baltimore does have some unanswered questions, mainly with Lamar Jackson and his availability. Um, but he's been impressed with Huntley and he said even to get more on, and they went back and looked at preseason, um, to say, all right, what did he do to land the backup role? And he says, one thing he did is he completed 75% of his passes during the preseason, got an extended look, played a lot. And based on that, he, the coach Tomlin says he completely understands how he won that job based on his preseason play. Um, then uh, he, he talked about, you know, that he, the one thing that Hundley also realizes that Lamar Jackson does as well is to use the tight end, Mark Andrews. Um, he says that um, he's impressive, which is also makes him concerning for the Steelers uh, when it comes to Mark Andrews. He is basically outside the quarterback. He's the big weapon. Um, he talked about quarterback mo- mobility being the X factor for either guy. He, Coach Tomlin did circle back to this later on and, and and we'll get to it when he was asked about it more in the question and answer session. Um, and he said their defense is stout versus the run. He said about them being number one in the league. I'll have to look up the actual numbers to see if they are. Um, I know going into last week, the Ravens were last in the league against the pass. So that's we'll see how that stacks up uh when i dive into those numbers and if you're wondering how that stacks up make sure you check out this week's dealer stat geek uh that'll be out on thursday because i always break that down uh what else does he have oh he talked about patrick queen um that at, at, uh, at linebacker and he said that he might be the best linebacker in the fc north uh, that's a pretty big compliment coming from uh, coach Tomlin. now obviously he meant inside linebacker because you know not everyone runs the the, the three four um and you're and talking about outside linebackers because I don't care what you say. Uh, that guy in Cleveland um, didn't um, – let's just say this. He he couldn't hold certain equipment of one Trent Jordan Watt last night in the game um, who stood out as being um, not just the best defender on the field but the best defender in the league. Um that was my own opinion. Just putting that out there. Um, the, uh, coach Tom also talked going back to Baltimore. He said there was lots of injuries to their secondary, uh, that could probably explain why they are what they are against the pass. And then he said, of course, their special teams are always great. Coach Tomlin didn't say this, but everyone, not everyone, but most people realize he's been there such a long time that Coach Harbaugh came to the Ravens as a head coach after being a special teams coordinator in Philadelphia. So. It makes sense that their special teams is a big focus. Talked about the punter. Obviously, you know, I mean, Chris Boswell's had a fantastic season. Can't get to the Pro Bowl because he's in the same conference, let alone the same division as Justin Tucker. So um, that wasn't Coach Tallman saying that. That was just my reminder to Steelers fans that uh, I, I, I think the two best kickers in the NFL, both are in the FC North. That is, that is my own personal opinion. So let's dive into these questions. Um, um, he was, Coach Tomlin was asked about how do you handle coming off of an emotional game? You know, being the head coach, the person he's talking about, it's his responsibility to get to do this and do that. Um, Coach Tomlin was saying, so they said, Well, how do you handle that? He's like, You got to work smart. He's like, We're going to work hard, but we also got to work smart, you know, um, uh, coming off those emotions and, you know, having coming off those emotions being a positive thing and not a negative thing. Um, he was asked about TJ Watt. Um, and, and, and about getting so many sacks this season, you know, one away from the NFL, a uh, single season record, even though he's missed so much time. Um, and coach Tomlin's like, um, his pressure rate screams at you. He's like, I don't even have the numbers. He's like, but I imagine it's off the chart that the amount of pressure that he gets, um, when he is actually in a position where he is rushing the passer, the rate that he gets pressure has got to be insane. Um, Coach Tom was also asked about Akilah Witherspoon um, and his contributions. He's like, you know, he, he got on a moving train and then he had to wait for his opportunity, mainly because he's not a special teams player. That's not something that's really a part of his game. So therefore, he wasn't getting a helmet because if he wasn't going to be the starter, they needed guys, you know, Guys like James Pierre, who now is not getting snaps on defense. Justin Lane, who rarely gets snaps on defense. But those are core special team guys that they get a helmet because they, they're needed for those things. Witherspoon just had to wait his time until he could get out there and uh, show what he could do on the defense. And he's become a very important part for the Steelers um, here at the end. Um, he was asked about containing the Browns' running game and that they were able to do it two times this season. As I as I put in my um in my by the numbers article, I'm pretty sure the Steelers I think it was the last 13 games they've only had two games where they've held their opponent under 100 rushing yards and both times it was the Cleveland Browns. Um coach Tomlin, he chalks that up to familiarity. That because they're so familiar with them and 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 what they do against the Browns, what the Browns do, that it makes it easier for them to to step up and handle that. Now, for my own personal note, I want to look forward to this, is that they're also pretty familiar with their upcoming opponent. And they did pretty well containing them in their run game when they played earlier this season. So uh, hopefully that familiarity comes back. And we'll we'll get to that here a little bit more with some more about familiarity. Um, Coach Tom was asked about um, Coach Morgan, uh, the interim offensive line coach, who was the assistant offensive line coach until Coach Clem left last week. Um, He just he talked about him about. Uh, how he, you know, decided, you know, he could he ran the room, he decided the division of labor and things like that. But he also wanted to say they had a great run day, so you have to say that something that 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 Simo did, as Coach Tomlin refers to him, um, uh, helped to benefit that. Um, he was asked about JC Hassenauer and and him stepping in as the starter at center. He said he liked what he saw mainly um talked about the communication he did a great job with the communication on the offensive line and he he circled back talked a little bit about kendrick green and noted that as a rookie as a young player kendrick green missing practice makes it to where it's harder to play him. with the young guys need their practice reps and they and even though he was available of um, having him start um was not something that they were going to do based on missed time at practice. So I, I, uh, he won't say, Coach Tom wasn't saying who he was going to start this week, it'll probably play out. Don't be surprised if you see Kendrick Green limited in practice this week, and therefore that would be a reason to go with J.C. now again. But we'll see how it all plays out. Um, Coach Tom was asked about needing help to make the postseason. And he's like, we are singularly focused on purple. So, in other words, all they can do is control what they can control at this stage. Yes, you could talk about if you would have got another win, if you wouldn't have got the tie, if this, that, or the other. Those are all in the past, and there's nothing you do about to change it. All you can do is focus on purple, do what you need to do. Uh, was asked some more about Lamar Jackson versus Tyler Huntley. Um, he was asked about their differences. And Coach Tomlin, I, I love that when he just turns the question around. He's like, we're not, we haven't been focusing on their differences. We've been fo- focusing on their likenesses and and what they do. And he says that, you know, Hundley's mobile, but he's not Lamar Jackson mobile. They're both mobile quarterbacks, but they're not the same. He's like, nobody is Lamar Jackson. So, but that doesn't mean that Hundley's not a mobile quarterback. So, and just talked about things that they do uh, very similarly. Um, he was asked about, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and the rivalry with the Ravens and that whole that whole thing that's been going on. And then Coach Tom is like, yeah, it's the men that make the rivalry. He talked about Ben versus going up against Terrell Suggs and Hines Ward versus Ed Reed and those kinds of things. Um, told a little story about when Ben got the broken nose in the game against Baltimore. He said that he, uh, you know... Rivalry game, playing the Ravens, got the broken nose, came to the sideline, said to Coach Tomlin, asked him, how do I look? Um, I just thought that was kind of funny when he told that story in the press conference. Uh, moving on, he was asked about Najee Harris breaking tackles. Um, and if that's something that they've worked on. And he he's like, that's a skill that he brought with him. That is a God-given talent. That is what Coach Tomlin said. Um, he was asked about the um, inside linebackers having to fill in because it, you know, it was Spillane and Allen and Gilbert were the guys playing inside linebacker because Bush and Schobert were both out on the COVID list. Um, he said that they filled it nicely, but to uh, Coach Tomlin, it started with the guys in front of them. The guys in front of them did the nice job. So man, I I'll say this. It doesn't matter who your linebackers are. If the defensive line is winning, the, uh, the linebackers are going to have a better chance to do what they do. If the defensive line is losing, it, your inside linebackers are, are going to struggle no matter how good they are. So uh, that Coach Tom brought up a very excellent point there. Um, now he was asked about, you know, having having to, you know, hoping to have a better start on the road is what he was asking about because of the Steelers' problems on the road and he said you know once again familiar familiarity should help and he referred to that they, he, that they went in and won in Cleveland. And he said that might have been the last road game we won. It might have been the last road game that we played well. I thought was kind of kind of interesting the, the way that he laid that out. And Coach Tomlin, you know, he really does have a good point with that. That uh, that maybe it, it is the familiarity that they had with Cleveland. Because if you if you look going backwards at the Steelers on the road, lost to Kansas City, uh, bad lost to Kansas City, lost to Minnesota where they started terrible. But you also got to remember. That was on. A, that's a Thursday game. Turning around, not to play the Ravens. They were at Cincinnati. That should have been familiarity. Didn't uh uh-uh. at Los Angeles Chargers started terrible there. Tried to come back and win that one. So yeah, the last time that they won a game on the road was all the way back in Week Eight in Cleveland. So if you want to take anything uh, away from that, is hey, at least it's an, a, a familiar opponent that you can play well um, on the road. So he's hoping that that'll help. Um, he was asked about the 15 non-losing seasons and things like that, if it's important, and he said, not as I sit here today. Okay, that was once again saying, hey, we have a goal. It's to compete for world championships, and there's hardware like that that we'll pick up along the way as, as a part of that goal. So those are just kind of the expectations in Pittsburgh. Um, he was asked about Coach Harbaugh and and everything there. and uh, You know, if there's anything – You know, I can't remember the way the question was phrased, but they're like, is there anything you admire or respect? he's like, yeah, of course there is. Um, he's like that he has built and maintained a culture there in Baltimore. And that's what you respect is that they have that culture in Baltimore. Um, and then the very last question of the press conference actually had to do with Montrevis Adams, Montrevis, Montrevious. I, I either put in an extra syllable or leave one out. Um, that he was asked about him getting acclimated uh so quickly cuz coach Tomlin talked about Akella Witherspoon hopping on the moving train how to take it it took a while to get acclimated to everything and he brought up a great point that a lot of people forget you know how come it took Witherspoon half a season and Adams comes in you know with three practices and is your starter and does well he's like uh because he's playing the A gap, uh, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of big things to worry about when you're playing the A gap. And for those of you that don't understand, the A gap is the, is the gap between the center and the guard. You know whether he's going to be on one side or the other. That's where he's lining up in nose tackle. That's what he's doing. And there's only very limited things that you're going to ask him to do in those situations. You know, are you going to fill this A gap? Are you going to fill that A gap? Um, so it's a lot easier to just come in and have a responsibility you can do. Kind of like when the Steelers brought in Minka Fitzpatrick. They just put him back there and said, we want you to just do this and we'll do everything else around you. And they, the Steelers don't have to do everything else around Montrevis Adams because that's just the responsibility of the nose tackle. So that was Coach Tomlin's press conference. Um, it, it was – a really nice one again after a victory from last night. I'm still riding high. I know a lot of people are still riding high after that big win. It was a, a great emotional win for the team and for the fan base. It really was. So with that, make sure that you are um, checking out our podcasts that are coming. We'll have everything. We have a little bit of a condensed podcast Um platform or platform uh, scheduled schedule this week with uh we w- there was no live mic there was no um cutting room floor they were instead on the post game show um there are some extra things there uh, on youtube there's actually going to be two shows on tuesday there'll be a hangover early and the scobro show late then we're right back into the regular schedule rolling in to the last regular season game hey anything can happen we'll see what happens um Steelers got to take care of business themselves. So there we go. Uh, let's get ready for a big matchup in Baltimore on Sunday. And as I always finish off these podcasts about the press conferences, go Steelers.
0: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 18 plus.